Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett, and on today's episode, we have our second one of our Mogul series, and I have Mr. Tim Frey from Helix Gym here joining us. Now, in this episode, we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into what Tim has been up to, how his business has been working in the last year or so, what things have been working, what things haven't. So if you're someone who either runs a gym or you're someone who is just interested in seeing the uh, rises and falls and the re-rises of business, this is the episode for you. Make sure you tune in. But until then, let's jump into the show. Mr. Tim, sir, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you making the time. Thanks for having me. What an honor. Oh, man, what a setup. Absolute pleasure. We had to bring you in. Yeah. I mean, this is only for you guys. You know, we don't, we don't, <laughs> I don't do this for, everyone, for anyone else. This all comes down after today. Uh, but Tim, I have to ask you, if I met you out at a party and I was just chatting to you, you were in the corner just chewing on meat and I was out there having a sandwich and we're having a beer together and I said, Tim, what is it that you actually do? What's your go-to answer? Man, I asked this on my podcast last week to someone who's in the same industry as me, and he said sports scientist, and I laughed because I was like, who introduces himself as a sports, sports scientist? scientist? But I would say gym owner, entrepreneur. No, I wouldn't say entrepreneur. I would just say I help people with their movement, mindset, wellness, and nutrition, and to get their shit together. Mm. So how do you help them get their shit together? <laughs> so uh, in terms of training, I give them the best strength and conditioning program that money can buy. Um, I give them simple nutrition advice and then I intermingle simple NLP or neuro-linguistic programming in our events and program and how we do things. Mm, don't you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so when you're doing all of this though, I've got to ask, Yeah. when did you make the decision? Because aren't you kind of almost known as the guy who has the most expensive gym in Perth? Yeah, so... When did I make the decision to do that? Let's take it back to the start. So I became a personal trainer, unqualified. My boss hired me um, and I really had no idea what I was doing. So basically, I was just getting people on the leg press. We are doing like 100 reps. People were vomiting and then I was like, cool, I need to Success. take this thing a bit more seriously. So I went to uni, did an undergrad in sports science, did my master's in strength and conditioning, moved to America, became an actual strength and conditioning coach, which I label myself now. I do introduce myself as that at dinner parties as well. Um, did some NLP and then I was like, cool, there's a bit of a need for a holistic approach to this training thing. Cause a lot of people are just doing the training and then they go and smash Maccas and Nando's and, you know, do steroids and stuff like that. That's like one part of the industry. And then there's like the woo woo, like mindset people as well. And they're like really far off the left field. So kind of bring them both together into something that the average person can do and it's not too far to the left or to the right. So like meditating while eating cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. Just a bit something of, like that. Yeah, Finding the, bit of the balance ways. between. Yeah. And so how do you, what does that look like then for someone who's actually training with you? Because it's easy to say these things, but you mentioned, so obviously there's a strength and conditioning component, yep. which is their physical movement. Yeah. What else is involved in like the average Helix Gym members programming? Cool. I'll try to make this as simple as possible. I think it's simple, but so they come in, we do an assessment. In that assessment, uh, we'll run through like a really detailed uh, analysis of their history, what they're eating, um, what their self-talk is, uh, what their goals are, what they want to achieve. And then we'll design the strength conditioning program around that. On top of that, we just try to make it super simple with their nutrition so um, they can hit their calories, hit their macros, hit the quality foods, hit everything that's going to make them feel good. In terms of the mindset stuff, 
That is coming through in the coaching. So we have a reassessment every two weeks with every member where they sit down one-on-one with a coach and they go through what went well, what's not going well, what are the problems and how we can overcome those every two weeks. We give them three action items on things to do. A lot of the mindset stuff comes in the workshops. So we run usually about two workshops a week um, and that's going to be training, that's going to be mindset, that's going to be social and they are all kind of catered around living your best life or becoming your best self. So we actually go on camps, we do retreats. A lot of those retreats are like mindset-based retreats so we're doing hard training and mindset self-development work on them. hope that answers your question. I don't know where I went then. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's, it's good. It's funny what's involved because it's yeah. obviously, if you look from the outside, if you don't know all those things, sometimes it's hard to discern when you're looking to go and train at some place because yeah. it's hard to put all of that and wrap it all up in a nutshell and mm. put it on a, on a plane and go, cool, that's all the things that we do. It's hard to market. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's like when people are looking at it, they're like, cool, it's a gym. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, but it's not really. No, it's, yeah. Yeah. Even like with our, with our ads and things we add, we just advertise like six-week program, come in, and then they just get a whole lot more than they bargained mm. for on that six-week. And what do you think when people do come in, what's the common commonality for people not achieving their goals? Because obviously you mentioned a huge array of things like from nutrition training, mindset, recovery, a whole heap of different things. What's the biggest area that you find consistently that people are, I want to say lacking, but they kind of fall down in? excuses and just stories that they tell themselves on why they can't like everyone's got an hour a day like yeah. it's it's four percent of your day just to come in if someone's coming in three to four times a week and they're showing up they're going to be surrounded by like-minded people they're going to be more positive they're going to be happier i think just like the commitment to actually show up is the biggest thing that goes wrong obviously everyone says like nutrition's 80 percent of the picture i would agree but if your training is killing it, naturally, you're going to do better on your nutrition. Naturally, you're going to feel better about yourself. Naturally, you're going to want to hang around better people. So I think it flows on from getting your training right is number one. And that's where the coaching comes in is one-on-one. If you're, we're sitting there and someone's fucked their nutrition and their mindset's not in the right place, we just set them super simple goals like, hey, I want you to show up three times a week next week. What happens if you don't show up? You're going to do 500 calories on the assault bike on Sunday. And then they're coming in three times. And then we string that together for a month. And then all of a sudden, you've got 12 sessions. And then they want to do better with their nutrition. And so let's just say that someone's coming in. They're committing. They're doing their three sessions a week. What are some of the micro wins that you help people with nutrition? And another like follow-up to that. I'll let you answer that. But like, how do you find with people that, let's just say that they have they expend their willpower really easily. Mm. So you've got someone who's super busy all the time. And they get home and they look, the last thing I want to do right now is cook a meal or make a good choice. Let's see what's on the old cheeky Uber Eats. There's not ever, there's just like, oh, just a, a salad and grilled chicken. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, it's a double uh, short order burger with extra sauce. <laughs> well, nutrition is, it's super simple in theory. It's about an energy balance or uh, being in a negative um, calorie surplus to lose fat. So, I say to people with nutrition, if you're tracking, that's half the battle because if you're tracking what goes in your body, you're going to be aware and consciously aware of how much you're consuming. If you're over-consuming calories, you're going to get fat. If you're not, you know, you're going to lose weight, which is fantastic. But on top of that, it's like, it's the same theory as a car. It's like you put 98 petrol in it, it's only going to run so far, but you put the good petrol in it, it's going to run better. It's the same with nutrition. So the more ingredients there are in food, the worse it is for you generally, as they say. So we're just trying to look at whole foods and foods that only have one ingredient in it throw them together. We got our carbs, protein, and fats. We've got that three meals a day. We've got some healthy snacks and we're eating in a good energy balance. Then we're going to be on the right track with nutrition. If someone, I've simplified that so much and nutritionists out there are going to be (laughs) screaming at me, but you know, (laughs) 
<laughs> in the simplest right. form that no is. nutritionist yeah. listen to this it's okay and then if you're on the cheeky uber eats and you're like cool there's some tasty options on there i would always look for the simpler stuff to eat or the things that have calories that you can track so my go-to is like a healthy Mexican bowl where you know it's about 600 to 800 calories in it. There are, you're going to have carbs, you're going to have protein, you're going to have fats. Like Guzman Gomez, like they're high quality, I would say, fast food. Their, their chicken is free range, their meats are from good sources. Everything's local produce and it's freshly sourced. So I would say like picking the options that are great. Everyone knows what food is good for them and isn't. Like uh, people are like, yeah, what do I eat? And everyone knows, like they've been taught from such a young age of what's healthy and what's not. So I don't really buy into the fact that people are like, I don't know what to eat when everyone really knows what they should be eating and what they shouldn't be eating. Yeah, I think that's so true. And as you say, it just comes down to making those, if you make the better choices from the beginning and you start training, then it's like, of course, you last thing, I mean, some people might, but it's like, you don't really want to go and have a big bad meal after you've trained. Yeah. Like, especially when, <laughs> if you track your training and like, you know, I, I wear a heart rate monitor and I wear the whoop band. So I see it's like, cool. You know, yeah, there we go. Whoop bros. And when you go through that process and you're like, cool, I just burnt 500 calories or a thousand calories. You're like, oh, then when you go to choose the next food, it's like, well, do I have a thousand calorie takeaway meal or do I have a healthy six, 700 calorie, like very like specific meal it makes it easier to make the choice. Cause you're like, ah. Oh, and now I know what the positive impact is going to be of not having the bad thing. Yeah. It's funny you ask these questions because I'm like, I'm so in my like circle of people that everyone's so dialed in with their training and nutrition and mindset. So I don't get these like kind of simpler questions with nutrition. I just think it's like common sense, but it's obviously like the general. Like, the, the big thing about like, common sense is not that common. <laughs> I tell everyone, they're like, it's common sense. I'm like, no, nah, it is not common sense. Otherwise, none of us would have any problems. No, but like, no Kim, way. how do I grow my business with marketing? Uh, just run ads and make sales. Straightforward. Right? Like, You've told me that so many right? times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about your business side as well because obviously this year probably be, for some people, it's been great and amazing and your insights for other people has been a kick in the nuts. How have you found 2020 being that you're in the gym industry? Yeah, if you had a brick and mortar business, you probably kicked in the nuts at mm. some point through this year. I think in Perth, we were very fortunate that lockdown was like nine weeks or something. So mm. it wasn't too bad for us. Uh, but yeah, it was like, it felt like the biggest dagger to the heart when we went down in that initial COVID period. Business, yeah, we, we probably lost about 60% of uh, business throughout that period. And then after that was just a rebuild. So we're pretty much back to where we were before then. But like, I'm just super grateful to be in Perth compared to brothers and sisters in Melbourne and Adelaide and these yeah. places that have just, you know, gone back into lockdown or closed or, or whatever. But yeah, the fitness industry has been great. I think before this, the fitness industry was like the wild west where people would just get like a two-day certification and they'll become a trainer and they were like, I'm open for business. Pay me 25 bucks an hour and we're laughing. And then like, you know, the general consumer would be like, all right, I can go to this person for 25 bucks an hour or I can pay you 150. It's like, why would I pay you the 150? But a lot of those trainers have gone out of the industry now, which is like, it was a bit of a flush, which was kind of fantastic. Not saying that's a bad thing, but I think it's been a great reset. And the people that are in it for the right reason or great operators, they have survived. And people that are in it for the wrong reason or wanted to get out or not great operators, they have been flushed out of the industry. So I think like the quality has risen as a whole in the fitness industry. A lot of people got to try the online thing. And before COVID, everyone was like, I want to be an online trainer. I want to sit behind my laptop and do macros and calories and write training right, plans right, and, yeah. and, you know, and just have like not many contact hours. But everyone could try that. And personally for me, 
I ran Zoom workouts for like a week and I was like, I'm fucking over this. Like, I don't want to do this. I got my team to do this. This is much better. And then I just managed the business. So yeah, COVID was super tough. I think the ramifications of COVID were felt more after when everyone was coming back and, you know, we had to make some changes. We were only allowed nine people in the gym and we had a client base of 200 people. So like people are going to miss out on sessions and then people were angry and we had to put up our prices and blah, blah. It was, it was a drama. Yeah. Yeah. So over the last year, Obviously, uh, as we mentioned before as well, you're one of our moguls, you're now mastermind. What did you, and I asked the same question to Steph, what did you think it was going to be when you came into it? Well, your amazing salesman, Ken, <laughs> took me out to lunch, wined and dined me, he bought me a $45 steak, which was fantastic. Thanks, Ken. Uh, thanks, Kim, for that. And he kind of was like, yep, if you want to master Facebook ads, you can learn from Kim. And I was like, I want to master Facebook ads. And Facebook ads excite the shit out of me. Like, I love Facebook ads. So it was great to learn Facebook, Instagram, what worked, what didn't, how to test, what all the stats meant, all the behind the scenes stuff because I knew that organic traffic or organic reach or referrals was only a small part of how I was going to grow my business. And fitness industry, the fitness industry is super competitive so I needed every edge I could in business. So I want to learn as much as I can about everything and then I want to farm that out to other people to work in my business for me. So I need to have a good understanding of the mechanics of business and marketing and sales and finance which I've learned a lot from you guys in the sales and marketing component. Mm. So is that what you really got out of the core for you has been like the, the Facebook ad side of things or was there anything that you got that you didn't think you would get? Well, Every kind of mastermind has been fantastic. It's taught me something, which is great. I'm terrible at going back and just watching videos and like videos and do it. So if I'm doing it live on a call, I'm like, cool, I'm going to take action right now and do this thing and it's done. And then I've implemented that in my business and my business has grown because of it. I think, yeah, we've had four masterminds together now. I prefer the in-person ones because I get to talk shit with you in person and all the other crew, which is fantastic. But I think the last one was great with the podcast. What was his name? Charlie. Charlie Valor. Yeah, so I started a podcast, got 128th in the health and fitness segment on my launch, which was fantastic, and then have kind of carried that out to a once a week podcast, which is great, and I've got you know hundreds and thousands of downloads on my podcast. Yeah, amazing. And so obviously with 2020 being a, let's call it a so-so year in business, what's 2021 look like now that you know what this is like, and obviously as well, you know what it would be like if, you know, touch wood that doesn't happen again but if something was to happen you know what the experience is kind of like yeah what's 2021 look like man a bit of me just died when you were like what if that happens again i was like oh i couldn't handle that <laughs> yeah. another time the heartbreak was real my partner and i went through a million emotions in the last yeah. six month period we could i'm going to work for steph now be a salesperson oh yeah literally, we spoke <laughs> about it i was like yeah i'll just work for you it's gonna be way simpler um but 2021 looks like a year of growth for us so we were going to move into our new spot which was like the dream facility covid kind of kicked that away we lost the building and so another gym took it funny enough so we had a couple more deals that came that fell through recently but 2021 is going to be moving into our new spot and then building the gym that i always wanted to build we've kind of finally got the team so we've got a sales guy which is fantastic we've got a really good marketing guy we've got a head coach who's really good too and then we've got some other trainers which are fantastic so it's going to be the year of growth in a fitness business to take it past six figures you need to have a team and without a team you can't really make the million or go towards that, which has always been my goal for fitness. So I think getting the one facility to that seven-figure mark is the goal for 2021 and changing 10,000 lives. 
beautiful. I love that. It's amazing. And now if anyone was listening to this and they go, cool, maybe I want to see more of what Tim's up to or maybe they're in Perth and they go, hey, sounds like I want some of that. I want to be able to meditate and eat a cheeseburger <laughs> uh, or whatever it might be coming down to Helix. What would be the best place for people to connect with you? So our Instagram is popping at Helix Gym, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. The team run that, so I'm not on that at all. If you want to connect with me at Tim Frey, two underscores or www.helixsp.com, mm-hmm. contact us on there and we will have a 15-minute chat. Mm-hmm. And what's the question that I didn't ask you today that I should have? Man, I was listening to this before and I've heard this in all your podcasts and you've just stumped me because I should have had something to say here. <laughs> but... Maybe what has been the biggest hurdle in the last 10 years? What's been the biggest hurdle in the last 10 years? Would be getting out of my own way and stop limiting my own success by my own bullshit. Yeah. So how did you do that? Well, I started journaling on it. I started talking to other people about it. I started asking for honest opinions on what I'm doing right and wrong from my community, my partner and the people I work with. Yeah, and so that helped you get out of your own way? 100%. Yeah? Yeah. Well, NLP as well, like studying NLP and doing my master's in NLP. Uh, obviously, I had coaches along the way, and getting coaching on that was awesome as well because subconsciously, you like, you don't even know what you're doing wrong unless someone shows you or you can see it in yourself. Mm. Love that. So, guys, if you're watching this episode and you loved hearing what Tim had to say, maybe you know someone out there who has a fitness business that you can share some of the takeaways with. Or if you're in Perth and you know someone that's like, hey, maybe they need something a little bit more than just going to the gym and just going to a personal trainer and they need maybe a community, some support and some areas for them to grow across all of the areas that Tim mentioned, make sure you share this episode with them so that they can check out what Tim's up to over at Helix. And of course, you guys should all go and follow him. We'll put all the links up or down wherever you are in the show notes for you guys. See you all next time. And Tim, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate making the time. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers.